Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio on a Monday. Hope you're having a great day out there. Uh, appreciate those who've uh, chimed in on the text line today. We were talking about things we can do in our circle of influence, things that we can control, as opposed to the many things that are uh, in our circle of concern that are beyond our control. Uh, we've had some fun ones come in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, we had uh, one texter said uh, they're planting a garden and sewing face masks out of their Star Wars material, uh, which is great. Uh, my my mask, by the way, uh, has uh, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, and the Liberty Bell on it. So uh, I am full on and full in, uh, thanks to my wife, Debbie. Uh, another texter uh, said, I'm going to let those that mean so much to me know how much I love them today. Awesome. Well within the circle of uh, control there. Uh, and so that's that's the whole key is how do we continue to move forward and how do we look forward even in the midst of a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things that are very challenging. Uh, obviously, we had wall to wall coverage here on KSL News Radio over the weekend of the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, uh, and a lot of interesting lessons there in terms of how do you project forward uh, even in a storm in very uncertain times. Uh, one of my f- favorite uh, historic symbols of how to look forward in the middle of a trial, a crisis, a major problem, uh, came in the midst of the Civil War. Uh, In the middle of the Civil War, you had leaders from around the world and even citizens in the United States on both sides of the conflict who wondered if the grand American experience in democracy was doomed to decline. And again, there were a lot of tough days during the Civil War. Uh, Many people mused, and some of them quite loudly, that it appeared that the Civil War was the beginning of the end of the United States of America. Uh, With a battle between the North and the South raging on and with resources very scarce, a lot of human suffering and uncertainty about the future of the Union, uh, a lot of people were worried. A lot of people were stressed. A lot of people were frustrated. Uh, Washington, D.C. itself was weak and under constant threat. Uh, The unfinished dome of the Capitol building really served as a visual reminder of just how precarious a position the nation was in and really how the future of democracy was kind of hanging in the balance. So with everything that was on Abraham Lincoln's mind in terms of bringing and keeping the Union together, winning the war, uh, he was determined to preserve the Union by any and every possible mean that he could. And so in a in a show of what I call pure confidence, 
as to his belief in what the future held for the country, Lincoln ensured that the work on the Capitol Dome continued without pause. And the, the rising Capitol Dome was a bold, audacious, and powerful declaration at, with a real visual punctuation that America would stand united for generations to come. That was the image. That was the symbol. We're going to keep building this dome because democracy is going to go on. Uh, above all, Lincoln was, was putting to rest the notion that the Civil War was the beginning of the end for our democracy. Instead, he wanted the people of the world to know that the current conflict of the Civil War was just the end of the beginning of the onward march of freedom in our country. And I, I've always loved that symbol that we're going to keep working on the Capitol Dome because we're going to finish it and the nation is going to stand strong. Uh, I found myself thinking similar thoughts uh, over the course of the weekend uh, during the historic conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, as they looked at how do we continue uh, to move things forward. Uh, And a lot of that came to a uh, culmination on Sunday um, and and it was an interesting moment. Uh, president Russell M. Nelson, uh, president of the church, uh, he had announced uh, on March 25th that all temples of the church worldwide would be closed due to the coronavirus. Part of their focus on being part of the solution uh, rather than the problem with the coronavirus. And in the midst of all of that on Sunday, uh and the visual of him speaking in an empty auditorium versus the 21,000-seat uh, conference center that is usually filled to capacity on these occasions. He's, he's speaking in, an, in a pretty much empty auditorium. And he concluded the conference in a way that I think would make Abraham Lincoln proud. <laughs> he, he said this. He said, it may seem odd to announce new temples when all our temples are closed for a while. And then he announced eight new temples uh, for the church across the world. And uh, those were amazing from Argentina and Florida, the United Arab Emirates, Shanghai, China, Pennsylvania, Nigeria, one here in Utah, in Syracuse, uh, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Uh, It was really a stunning, uh, stunning uh, finish to the conference. And again, with all the temples closed, what did he do? He said, hey, this is not this is not it. Uh, he went on to say uh, these eight new temples uh, will bless the lives of many people. Temples are the crowning part of the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In God's goodness and generosity, he is bringing the blessings of the temple closer to his children everywhere. Uh, and so this continued construction on the temples of the church of Jesus Christ around the world, to me, He was really signifying, signaling that the current calamities will ultimately subside and that a new season would actually begin. So one of my challenges for everyone today is to look ahead in your world, in your sphere, what is it that would be a symbolic goal, objective, or visual of things moving on and moving forward. That this is not the beginning of the end. This is just the end of the beginning. And while 
Abraham Lincoln focused on the Capitol Dome as the signal that it was really just the end of the beginning for our democracy and the United States of America. Or President Russell M. Nelson saying that, yes, all temples are closed at the moment and meeting houses are shuttered at the moment, uh, but we're going to announce eight new temples around the world because it's not the beginning of the end. It's just the end of the beginning. So what is that for you? What is it that's going to be your symbol of what comes next? Because the thing we have to remember is that pandemics, economic uncertainty, community suffering, uh, all of those can paint a pretty bleak picture. But remember, it's not the beginning of the end. It's simply the end of the beginning. And the new beginning looks pretty bright to me. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL's Inside Sources. And as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.